0: Hello everyone, Sarah here, and thank you for tuning in to another week. During this episode, we discuss the ways in which online dating is both a blessing and a curse, share our personal thoughts about some infamous apps, disclose a few embarrassing stories, and urge you to avoid some dating mistakes we've made along the way. There's even an unexpected guest appearance by Kathy's cat, Junie, that you won't want to miss. We hope you find the dating episode as enjoyable and insightful as it was for us creating it. Thank you. Welcome back to We've We've Made made a mistake. Mistake. I'm Kathy. And I'm Sarah. Kathy, did you know that it's cuffing season? Cuffing season. (laughs) I actually have
1: a confession about cuffing season. What's that? So I thought that it had to do with apparel. Okay. So I thought that since it's cold, you're going to be wearing more sweaters, but you still want to make it fashionable. So you would cuff the sleeves. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) And I was writing on that idea for a while. And then
0: I obviously found out that that's not the case. It's kind of relatable though, Mm -hmm. just because cuffing season is that time of year between like Halloween and Valentine's Day where you're looking for like a short-term fling. You know, it's the holidays. It's also cold out. You're looking for someone to hold you tight. (laughs) Remind you that you're not so alone. So basically
1: you either want a guy or a sweater is what you're saying.
0: Yeah. I feel like that's accurate symbolism. Okay. (laughs) But the focus of this episode will be on online dating. We did find a study that was shared by Stanford University – 39% of heterosexual couples reported meeting their partner online compared to 22% in 2019. This study was conducted in 2017, so I'm actually really curious to see where those stats lie in 2020, (laughs) especially after quarantine. I know there was a lot of online dating going on. It's going to be super high, so I know that stat's going to get changed. Yeah, spikes. (laughs) Um, But I figured we'd touch on where we're personally at, so... I do have my own share of experiences through the online dating platforms. Um, We will touch on that as (laughs) we go on through this episode. But currently, I am in a committed relationship. We've been together for about a year and a half. And I met him through Bumble. So, Kathy, I know you're currently kind of going through this experience right now.
1: I am. I took a very long break. From the online dating scene, I was in a relationship currently out of it, but I am dipping my toes back in. So I do still remember my experiences prior to getting back on. So, yeah, I'm excited. (laughs) But so I was raised here just like you. Mm-hmm. So we're basically unicorns in this scenario. But yeah. San Diego in general, if you haven't been here, it's extremely expensive to live here, either born or bred here, uh, which is very rare. So people that actually come to San Diego, they usually come for a really good job, which usually has to deal with some ambiguous like techie engineer thing. Um, mm-hmm. Also, the fit life here is extremely or ele- er, evident everywhere you go mm-hmm. um so
0: basically maybe not so much in this I know, room so much here. <laughs> i mean i personally haven't touched a weight in nine months and i hate kale so <laughs> just yeah
1: um so you're either hot as fuck you're successful and smart Or you're all of those things, just building your great resume to land you a bunch of dates here. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'm not knocking on myself, but I do think that on a good day, if I zhuzh my face, maybe wear a cute outfit, um, fix my hair, I think I can be a countryside mid-state nine. And no offense to mid-states, but I feel like San Diego, I am a 6.5 on a good day. And that's all riding on my personality. Um, I have
0: to interrupt you for a second okay. <laughs> because I, I believe in my heart and soul that you are a solid 12.5 oh, Sarah. and nothing you can say will tell me otherwise. Oh, thanks. Well, um,
1: shout out to Lindsay, my therapist. I'm currently working on that part of my life. <laughs> um, but from my past experiences, I just Feel that uh, people, when they're new to the city, they embody that doe-eyed city boy batch life, like mm-hmm. new me, uh, where it does take a lot for them to move forward with a serious relationship, and they're usually looking for a fling. Mm-hmm. So, yeah,
0: yeah, I get that. I mean, um, I've I've had an experience with someone who was new to the city, and I pretty much felt like they just wanted that excitement factor, mm-hmm. and they were nowhere near in a place to settle down or yeah. even kind of have that mindset. So,
1: But with that negativity, um, I do appreciate the convenient part mm-hmm. of a dating app. I'm all for it. Like I do feel it definitely, especially now, is destigmatized compared to how it was in the very beginning. I remember Tinder like back in 2013. It was very taboo to be on it. Like you're just like, I'm on Tinder. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I am on Tinder. but now it's super normal Mm -hmm. to be on them. You're like, hi, my name is blah, blah, blah. I'm on Hinge, Bumble, blah, 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 farmers only. How's your day going? Uh, So it's super common to just casually mention.
0: It's almost unacceptable to not be on. Exactly. That's the kind of, uh, that's the world we're in right now. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I have a firsthand experience with uh, the taboo of online dating I was seeing this guy, we're about three weeks into it, and he convinced me to buy a ticket to go meet his family in Minnesota for Thanksgiving,
1: which I idiotically
0: did. (laughs) Um, And I remember a few days later meeting up with drinks for some of his, with some of his friends for the first time. And he had went to the bathroom and they asked me, so how did you guys meet? And not – Billy really thinking anything of it and just knowing that it was the truth, I told them, oh, we met on OkCupid. And I guess word caught on that <laughs> I had disclosed that because later that night he pulled me aside and he was like – How dare you? <laughs> <"Yeah."> the nerve. <laughs> he was like, so what made you What made you tell them that we were – we we had met through the online? And I was like, honestly, I didn't – I didn't think it was a big deal. Like that's how we did meet. So yeah. What, yeah. What about it? And he thought it was like the hugest betrayal <laughs> Like, he left me at this billiards bar, at, like, in a sketchy part of downtown oh San Diego, gosh. and like, walked back to his apartment over there, and like, I was alone.
1: Well, I wonder, like, when he got to that part, what would he even say? Like, how you
0: guys met? Like, oh, we met I mean, at church? I mean, we, we met li- at We literally never, like, discussed the lie. Yeah. About, <laughs> I mean, like, I didn't know it was not okay to tell his friends the truth, and so – that's just one example of how it it used to be so taboo, but I feel like today it's so acceptable. Like, mm-hmm. you really would be hard-pressed to even come across that kind of issue. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's right. Let me just clear the air, though. I did call Southwest, and <laughs> <laughs> they refunded me, but only through, a, a, like, credit. Yeah. Like, an airline right. credit. Southwest does that. Which I failed to use in time, and it, like, expired <laughs> <laughs> because I was 22 and poor, and, like, oh my God. I – I yeah, I couldn't afford to like fly and travel and do that thing. <laughs> so, ladies, make a note. <laughs> I did not know him. Like looking back, 3 weeks into our relationship when I thought things were getting pretty serious, I really had no idea of the kind of person who he was. So, that's just a cautionary tale. <laughs> so, modern dating in the 21st century So we're talking apps, social media. Is it a blessing or is it actually a curse? What do you think, Kathy? Like, both. (laughs) It's
1: it's the middle, like, exactly enough of both.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a blessing because... You cannot deny the convenience of it. I mean, it's easier to access people and connect than ever before. Mm -hmm. Like we touched on earlier, it is socially acceptable. You're actually kind of like a black sheep if you do not partake in (laughs) online dating. Um, I feel like you have so many options at your fingertips, but that in and of itself is kind of like a double-edged sword.
1: for sure. Negative sides of instant gratification is like you can – Like, why would I want to be with this person? She does have great qualities or he does. Mm -hmm. Um, But what else is out there? Just Mm -hmm. keep swiping away and then you'll find, like, something even better. So that's
0: always in your mindset. Yeah. And I feel like I very much have FOMO Um, that's paralyzing at times. Even outside of the dating experience, I'm the type of person where, like, I spend – three hours at Target trying to pick out towel colors (laughs) because I'm afraid of making a wrong decision. Um, And so that thought of like, there's always something better out there. And, you know, any one option is almost disposable. Mm -hmm, Exactly. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's honestly kind of scary. Next, uh, I mean, we have problems that our parents surely didn't have to worry about with regard to social media and the apps and having too many options. Um, and just the fact that courting is digital now has kind of taken the romance out of things. hmm um, I feel like we almost have more anxiety over it today than yeah. – Oh, we
1: overanalyze. Oh, like for sure. Emojis, mm-hmm. d- ellipses, like all those random stuff. Trying to decode like their tone through yeah. text. Like hey with three Ys or hey with two Ys.
0: Or the dreaded just hey. I yeah, know. God forbid. Or, or a high just Girl, H- if he's I, like, oh, oh you, mm. you know you're in troubled waters. If that I <laughs> happens. know. Um, the whole instant gratification. Mm-hmm. We want things like easily accessible at our fingertips. So we might be like less likely to actually work for things and put the effort into yeah. it. I feel like with the whole like, uh, technology, the way technology is, we tend to avoid difficult conversations and either we go ghost completely, mm-hmm. um, or we we choose to have those conversations over text versus in like a meaningful way. And I'm guilty. I'm super
1: guilty with that. I do feel in person. I kind of, I grew up in that text world. Mm -hmm. I feel like a lot of us have Mm -hmm. um, where I, it's easier to do it that way. And I feel like I do rely on it more. So when I text something, I can actually visually see it. I can reread it Mm -hmm. versus if I'm saying it in person, if I say it, it's and undead. I can't I can't take it back because right. it's out there. Right. So I do see how that is a lot more easier to do than doing it in person.
0: Yeah. And me too. Like we will definitely get into this a little bit later in the episode, but I've I've been ghosted, but I've also done the ghosting. Mm-hmm. And I'm not proud of it at all. But it's yeah. just the whole idea that this is what people do these days. And we're, you know, just kind of like molding ourselves to that expectation. Um, and then also I want to touch on how just like social media, someone's dating profile is basically a highlight reel of their life. It's <laughs> it's really only a snapshot into who they are as a person, which means we often have to kind of like create stories to fill in the gaps, which add to their likability. And when we find out information to the contrary that opposes that idea. We may be more likely to ignore it. Yeah. So, like, that's when red flags come in. Like, they can
1: be, like, just have something that you're really put off on, but you'll remember the profile and be like, oh, but they love to camp in nature and all of that Mm -hmm. stuff. (laughs) Aesthetic.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So, I think that what your profile looks like has a lot more weight than people really think. Like, I I remember thinking back to when I was active on the apps and I would make sure I had a lot of friends in my pictures. Um, <laughs> and I I remember thinking like what I put in my bio matters so yeah. much because it's like if you say, like just speaking from a Bumble perspective, like it'll ask you, what are you looking for? And that's part of your profile, right? So if you say that you're looking for a committed relationship, but in your bio, you're like, I would do anything for a, a beer and pizza or uh, just personal experience. I put that I enjoy booty rubs, <laughs> which I cringe at today. Um, that contradicts what you just stated, that you're looking for something that's a little bit more serious. So I cannot stress enough, your bio is important. And you need to really sit down and think about what kind of message you want to communicate.
1: Yes. And I do not have to say I see a negative part of what you just said about having a bunch of pictures with friends, because from the, like my perspective, when I would see a guy do that, mm-hmm. I would be like, at first I'd be like, which one are you? <laughs> like, which is the common person in all these pictures? Mm-hmm. Um, but I do get what you said, like to be very, um, be funny, but be.
0: Yourself. Yes. Be
1: yourself. And also just be very clear in what you want. I think one of the things that I did when I was on the apps a long time ago was I was very sarcastic. Mm -hmm. Um, I wanted to seem like a chill girl. And so – but in actuality, I I was very interested in finding someone to be Mm -hmm. serious with. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, be very honest
0: on what you want. Yeah, right. And, like, I feel like at one time or another, I've been on at least every platform. Like, I've been on Tinder, Bumble, Hinge. Plenty of fish, okay, Cupid. Do you have a favorite? Coffee meets favorite <laughs> I think, well, I think my favorites were Bumble and Hinge. Okay. Just because I don't, I know I had a profile on Tinder, but I don't ever think anything came from it, to mm-hmm. be quite honest. Um, but I definitely had some dates originate from Bumble, Hinge, and okay, Cupid. Okay, Cupid. Uh, is how I, I hated okay Cupid. okay I did too just because uh two of my relationships came from that website oh. and they were fucking awful
1: I don't like the ones where anyone could talk to you I I think that's mm-hmm. I was on that for probably honestly an hour because I didn't like mm-hmm. how I got all like anyone could that's message true. you I that's like true. the ones that you both have to mutually like each other Yeah yeah um I kind of gravitate towards in the very, very beginning when there wasn't that many Tinder, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, and I actually met some very great guys on there, but I think it was just the, the easy way out <laughs> because I didn't have to work with making my bio a certain way. I just, just put whatever mm-hmm. and then my pictures and being done versus Bumble, which I haven't really gotten on. I feel um, like there's
0: more thought that you have yeah, to, to exactly. Like. At least speaking from a Bumble and Hinge standpoint, there is a lot of like uh, questions that precipitated the profile itself that I feel like people could get a good, good grasp on who you are.
1: Mm-hmm. I didn't like Bumble because I felt – very sad that I had to make the initiate, first move and yeah. then get rejected. And a guy actually did tell me that that's what they felt on Tinder. Like they would always initiate and the mm-hmm. girl never responded. So he, that was his little jab at me. Like, well, now, you know what it feels like to be a guy. And I was like, I guess. It's so. like, he didn't
0: even genuinely, he just, he just wanted to come in every girl's inbox. And I Like now you know how it feels. <laughs> <is." laughs> but exactly. Yeah. Um, but I, I really
1: like Hinge. I mean, I, I'm mm-hmm. still new to it, but mm-hmm. I do. At first, I hated the prompts. Um, yeah. But then also, I love reading them. Like, yeah. I love reading a guy's prompt. And if it's funny, um, there are some ones that I notice pop up a lot that I hate. Mm-hmm. Um, I like The Office, but literally one out of three guys that I find on Hinge have some type of. This reference is a live statistic. <laughs> this is the <laughs> Kathy statistic, and also I don't know what the deal is with pizza and pineapple, but everyone <laughs> has that as their controversial topic. Like, oh my yeah. gosh, pizza and pineapple! I'm like, I don't care that much about
0: pizza. <laughs> to put that, ad. do you think that it's part of the statistic to? uh like speak in puns on your profile because you did that. did that before. yeah i remember you I, did that we so me and Kathy like part of our friend group from high school like we celebrate christmas together every year and so christmas of 2018 i had gotten out of a relationship like 4 months prior and basically we started talking about dating and how i wasn't active on the apps and my friends convinced me to create a Hinge profile right then and there. And what I needed to be evident at the time was my love of puns. (laughs) And so (laughs) me and a friend, Zach, we came up with like what I thought at the time were these like unbelievable puns. But really what happened was it, it just invited like a whole host of men to message me and nothing (laughs) but puns and it was just like an instant regret moment like every single message I'd open would be a dad joke yeah I I I could not so (laughs) I would just say if if anyone's listening to this and you do have an appreciation for puns DM you do not make that public and message me personally for tips (laughs) well actually maybe I'm the last person to ask for advice (laughs) but um yeah, I would. I would just recommend, like, don't don't make that as yeah. part of your profile. And
1: since we're on that topic, do you have any like major deal breakers? I
0: would. Uh, I mean, if you're if you're toting like a gun yeah. and standing on the head of a deer in your profile <laughs> picture, I'd feel pretty strongly against that. Yeah,
1: <laughs> I think mine would also be um, when guys are like, "I'm fluent in sarcasm." I'm just like show me don't say it um and oh and another thing I haven't seen it a lot now but Mm -hmm. a long time ago on dating profiles there's so many pictures of guys with tigers do you remember those and oh there was so many of like guys just like was
0: this pre-tiger king
1: yeah, this is okay. pre Tiger King, but in my mind, like I think it's also because I love animals and I, mm-hmm. I hate that like the whole process. But yeah. that tiger is heavily sedated, so if that's your way of looking hot or like strong and masculine by like sitting next to a tiger, I know it's a lie. <gasps> <laughs> if that tiger go, I had no idea. yeah, go to a safari park, jump out of the tram, take a picture with the tiger, and then post it on your.
0: Use that to prove. I your know. Manhood. Prove that. <laughs> I'm trying to think what other deal breakers I had. I mean, something that you you might think is a deal breaker, but actually won my heart over mm-hmm. was uh, having a picture with your mom. I like that. I actually really love that. In fact, that's <laughs> that's what got me with my current partner. oh He had a picture with his mom mm-hmm. at a Padres game. And honestly, I don't even remember a word that was in his profile, but I remember thinking like, okay, this guy is a solid dude if yeah. he's willing to post. Or a,
1: use up one of his photos. Photos. Yeah.
0: <laughs> with, with, yeah. A mom picture for yeah. one of his photos. Like, I just thought so highly of that.
1: And the <laughs> pictures that don't try too hard. I feel like the ones that are very in front of the mirror, mm-hmm. um, the ones that are overly oh, edited. God. I know you're
0: right. Like the, yeah. Like, those the ones. The mirror picture. Okay. First of all, if you have like a a, a shirtless picture, mm-hmm. even if you have a twelve pack, yeah, I do not care. I think that is the douchiest thing you yeah. can possibly do.
1: Unless you're on a hospital bed about to <laughs> donate your liver and your shirt is off, I do not want to see it. Unless you're
0: like, I donated my left kidney to my best friend. Yeah, and
1: bed. here's the scar <laughs> from it. Then
0: I'll I want to see it. Yeah, that that's the exception. to the Yeah, <laughs> for the most part. Don't go there. Yes, exactly. So, we
1: want to talk about the good and the bad and the ugly from the transition from online to finally meeting in person. So, this is obviously pre corona, but my first date ideal situation would be grabbing a drink, meeting mm-hmm. um, at night and on a weekday. Mm-hmm. And the reason I like weekdays is that you can still talk about I have work the next morning Um, and you have your – and if the date is super great, you can either transition from drinks to dinner or drinks to maybe meet up on the weekend something like that.
0: Yeah. I I feel the same way. So I think it's important to go someplace where you can talk like – I feel like a movie for a first date is a fine idea, but as long as you have it coupled with something that precedes or comes after the movie where it really gives you guys time to like talk and get to know each other. Um, And then I, I do prefer night dates just because there was one occasion where I had a brunch date and it was just kind of awkward because there wasn't that like obvious end to the date where I feel like if you go out at night you can use the excuse, especially if it's on a weekday. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what? I work tomorrow. It's getting late. Exactly. Like you have an easy out if it's not going well. And I agree. I think it should just be limited to drinks the first time mm-hmm. eating just because eating in front of people is kind of horrible. Oh, my God.
1: <laughs> I have a story on that. So yeah. I remember I went on a date with this guy. Nice guy. Obviously, we were not vibing. And during this process, like – Our food took forever to come to our table. So we in our minds are done with the date and we finally get our entrees. And it's like that idea.
0: Great. Now there's I know. Now I have to eat this
1: freaking burger. (laughs) And so I am always just drinks, drinks, and then maybe not even go with hard drinks. Sometimes I like to do breweries. So then Mm -hmm. you just have like that one drink and you can down it um, and it lasts longer versus a cocktail and then I'm just like drunk.
0: And I also have to say, like, I, I really appreciate someone who initiates and, yes. and is a planner. Um, I actually think, like, someone who has really creative ideas for a first date, I really covet that. Um, someone who's chivalrous open doors for me. When there's good conversation flowing, we can laugh. Mm-hmm. There's obviously an attraction, like – The attraction you felt that hooked you based on their pictures is there in person as well. It translates. There's chemistry between you guys and... Just if you feel sad that it has to end, I feel like that's the sign. that. Th- those are the best.
1: Day. Yeah. And then I do have a go-to second date. Mm-hmm. Um, I do like to do some type of activities. And my favorite place to go is the comedy club, mm-hmm. like some type of comedy club or yep. improv. And I noticed on a date that I the first date was pretty good. So I was like, okay, let's do a second date. And I planned this one. And he was really bad in the audience, and I think that's another way to tell like a red flag how they act in public. Like because he was, he was heckling, he was laughing either too hard or he would answer like the. And I'm just like the comedian's not freaking asking you a question; <laughs> it's a rhetoric. Um, so that is my ideal second date. And uh-huh. I do have to note though, with meeting in person, I would do it as soon as possible just because if you're prolonging an online part and then you finally meet them in person and it sucked, you're like, oh, I invested two Mm -hmm. weeks of talking to you online and now this sucks and this is awkward because we're obviously not going to talk again or something like that. So
0: I agree. I've always felt like What's the point in waiting around and like talking to someone for mm-hmm. weeks before you meet
1: them? Yeah, it's like a balance. So I want to talk to you because I hate first date banter. It's the worst for me. Like I hate the how's the weather? It's cold. Oh, my gosh. You like dogs? Me fucking too. I hate the building rapport part. So I just need to meet you in person so we can if we can mesh better See, that
0: way. That's that's the fun of it, I think. Oh, because really? Oh,
1: I hate it, it. Wait, wait, wait a second.
0: though. <laughs> If that's the kind of conversation you're having on a first date though about the weather like <gasps> must love dogs, that's probably not the one. I like, know. If it's a struggle to have a first date conversation when the, the conversation should be the most robust mm-hmm. just because you don't know each other at all, I feel like that's an automatic sign that Oh for sure. One. It should it should come very naturally.
1: Yeah. And that's yeah. why that's why I like I bring it up because I just hate the like that type of banter. Yeah. yeah. Um the, but kind yeah, of the awkward. Mm-hmm. I yeah. think the best conversations. I went on a date recently and um we didn't even know what we did for a living. Mm-hmm. Like we, we like, oh like
0: oh that's fine. Yeah, we didn't know but any of the so, basics. You were so busy talking about other things mm-hmm. like leading up to the date, you hadn't even gotten to like the, the
1: ba- yeah, yeah, we were like a an hour in and mm-hmm. I'm saying a like way too much, so I apologize. <laughs> but <laughs> We were an hour in and then he looked at me and he's like, what do you do for a living? I'm like, oh, I don't even know what you do for a living. So those are things I think are the best. Mm-hmm.
0: I do think dating is a lot more fun when you're just trying to have a good time and meet new people and you're not necessarily ready for a commitment. There isn't that like added pressure to a dating situation and you can kind of just feel like most yourself.
1: Oh, for sure. I do feel I am m- most myself, just picking back on what you said, uh, on the first date just because there there is no – like this is the one.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: it's just like building a friendship first or mm-hmm. whatever.
0: Yeah. I feel like <laughs> the more I date someone, I get progressively more nervous and – Oh,
1: if you start liking them. Yeah. yeah
0: and like anxious <laughs> about it. Yeah. Um, I also really enjoy like meeting someone who gives you that giddy excitement, that butterfly feeling. And the relationship kind of transitions from like messaging on the app to texting to then following each other on Instagram, and then talking exclusively in memes. Mm -hmm, That's that's kind of like my favorite stage. (laughs) And then I just feel like you get better at it as you go. If I were to isolate my first experience off the apps ever compared to my last one I just I feel like I was a ball of nerves going into it I didn't know what to expect um compared to feeling like it was just another day just I know just because like dating it online dating especially is just such the norm now that it's just kind of ingrained itself as a part of our everyday experience
1: oh yeah I totally agree Mm mm-hmm
0: And then the downsides of dating. Yeah. So this is the I can speak
1: here. (laughs)
0: Yeah. I feel like it just really sucks sometimes. Especially when you enter that phase where you are ready to settle down. It can be so lonely, mm-hmm. and devastating, and depressing. What? Yes. <laughs> Is I that was, too
1: deep? That, yeah. that's. I was just talking about like an ideal bad day, but oh, we, we can dive into that. Um, but I was going to say I got out of a really bad date scenario. So this guy had tickets to a, a, a ball game. Mm -hmm. And we had this plan of meeting at this location, getting on the trolley, going to this game, getting back on the trolley. So it was going to be a whole day.
0: It was an ordeal. Yes, it was going
1: to be an ordeal. I honestly didn't really know this guy that much, but I had the day off or whatever. Mm -hmm. So plans didn't go through, and we ended up going just to a taco shop. And thank God, (laughs) because I made that date so fast. I made it like 30 minutes. It was just so awkward. We were not vibing. I I never ate my burrito so fast in my life because there was nothing else to talk about. Um and then I keep thinking back like I could have been on a trolley and sitting at a game. And ball games like the Padres are <laughs> I've never finished a Padres game because they're like 7 hours or something. <laughs> so I got out of that. So for like note for the future, for a first date, again, Go for the good classic avoid, drinks. Avoid
0: sports
1: games. Yeah, avoid sports games. Yeah. Like don't drive up a tra- coast or something. Yeah. Or yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's an ideal bad date. I I mm-hmm. ideal or an actual bad date that happened for me. I act I haven't experienced too many, but this I get a good amount of guys who are fascinated with Asians. Hmm. Um, so <laughs> surprise, I am an Asian. <laughs> But this one guy, we met up for our date, and every single conversation led to me just being – like him talking about me being Asian. There was a point where I already told him what kind of Asian I was, and (laughs) he was just saying all of them. Like, he was like, do you have samurai swords? And I'm just like, no, I do not. And then – Yeah, he just kept talking about, like, have I ever gone to Asia? And I was like, oh, I thought we were talking about something else. Um, And then obviously I got married to him. I'm just kidding. (laughs) But when I told him, like, I don't see this going any further, I shit you not, his next text to me was, do you have any single Asian friends? Oh, my God. (laughs) so crazy. I know. Have you experienced any bad dates?
0: (laughs) I, I feel like for the most part, I've just had really boring experiences. I remember one time though, what I will say is, the- <laughs> I'm
1: sorry, my cat just fell. I'm, so- my- <laughs> I'm sorry. Keep it, keep
0: it. Just keep going. <laughs> <laughs> I legitimately just thought Kathy's cat <laughs> committed suicide. <laughs> the that's, a, that's funny. That is that is a real problem. Tip series. I know. So that is a real problem.
1: But yeah, so but. my cat literally just <laughs> fell and yeah.
0: Anyway, okay.
1: <laughs> like we were saying <laughs> They just hated us talking. They're just like they're like, fuck this. This is not worth it. <laughs> Two sad girls talking about their dating experience.
0: <laughs> oh god I died. um anyway I think I was saying that god just it can be so exhausting and overwhelming at times like the whole dating experience like I remember one time I like went into this date with so much hope yeah you know? I, I there was an attraction there great conversation we were meeting for the first time and I just remember thinking like I really hope this translates
1: This is it. This is the one.
0: Yeah. And like uh, we went on the date and it was just kind of like awkward. And instantly I knew that it wasn't going to be a good fit. Um, Because sometimes there is that mismatch. Like Mm -hmm. it might be good over text, but that doesn't always mean.
1: Translate to the real
0: life. Exactly. Yeah. So I went into it with a lot of hope and that was just crushed by the (laughs) end of the date. And I remember driving home, like crying to myself oh, no. over this failed date, and <laughs> dramatically thinking, like, "When am I gonna find one?" <laughs> and then <laughs> this was probably maybe like shortly before me and my current partner. Okay, so you know, I was I was reaching my my breaking point where I had about like nine months of. Uh, successful dating (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah I mean this is all to say dating can be really awkward and it doesn't always work out the way that you intend it to um I would also say it's pretty redundant at times especially when you're using the apps I felt like I was almost kind of having like the same conversations over and over again oh yeah for sure um, and then of course, there's always the unrequited feelings, whether it's on your end, um, which is heartbreaking, you <laughs> might feel a certain type of way about someone, and mm-hmm. they don't return the feeling, or the guilt inducing feel of someone being super into you. And they might be a really great guy and you recognize the qualities that they bring to the table. But for whatever reason, you're just not feeling it. Or mm-hmm. the chemistry is not there. And Having to break that news to them. That's really kind of an awful experience. Yeah. Um,
1: but I say just do it. I feel like yeah. being from both sides, I would rather someone just tell me, hey, I'm not feeling this versus me like waiting in front of mm-hmm. my phone or just like eating up everything you tell me like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm busy or something like that. Like just say it yeah. straight up. Just because I it. would do th- – I, I would do the same. Exactly. <laughs> so.
0: Yeah. And I mean <laughs> – towards towards the end of my dating experience I really felt like it was a chore there were some nights where I I just didn't have it in me to like do a full face of makeup Mm -hmm. and do my hair and go out and put on like a smile and like fake it especially if I was having like a horrendous day at work you know I I was kind of a flake towards the end (laughs) which I'm not necessarily proud of but It kind of just reflected this feeling of, of like dating at the time, you know, Mm -hmm. I, it just felt more of like a chore or an obligation and the fun was kind of sucked out of it. Um, and me as a person, anxiety is like my baseline. (laughs) (laughs) So especially when you're reaching that phase with someone between like dating and exclusivity and things aren't clearly defined, I was panicking at every possible moment basically um and then also it can be super official uh there have been moments where someone asked me for my snapchat before asking me for my phone number which is kind of ironic because like you're trying to legitimize someone through their social media which is like the most inauthentic representation of ourselves if you think about it because mm-hmm. it's, it's basically just like the good things that we're trying to represent to the world. So I think I have a couple of embarrassing stories. <laughs> yes. Um there was one time where I went up with this guy who forgot his wallet oh. or or claimed that he forgot his wallet. So I ended up paying for the meal. Um but I kept seeing him <laughs> after <laughs> which which is the embarrassing part. <laughs> Um, let's see. I've been on a date with a guy who wouldn't stop talking about his ex.
1: Oh, yeah. I feel so like I've obviously gone
0: obviously not quite over that situation <laughs> yet. I went
1: on a date where – I, like, I didn't really talk about my ex, but he did. And in my mind, it's like, if you're going to talk about your ex, it has to be recent. Like, right? That's the only yeah. reason. And then I asked him specifically and I'm like, oh my gosh, like, when did you guys break up? And he was like, two years ago. And I'm like, you're still holding on, dude. That
0: <laughs> dude needs some therapy. I know. <laughs> Lindsay. Lindsay. <laughs> um, there was one time, so – to be fair, this was my birthday. Okay. So I feel like I get a little bit of leeway. Um, but I had gone out with friends for dinner and, you know, everyone was buying me drinks mm-hmm. and whatnot. And then I decided to meet up with this guy I was dating after dinner. Um, but pretty much by the time I arrived at the bar, I was way beyond <laughs> drunk um, and had no business even being there. You were the slurring year. Sarah at this yes. point. Yes, slurring Sarah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how I but <laughs> it. But um, basically, I was so embarrassing that at one point he decided to just send me home in an Uber <laughs> on his dime, right? Oh my gosh. And uh, I wake up the next morning And I'm in my bed. I'm safe, of course. But I have my purse and I realized that my ID and my phone are missing. (laughs) Um, And so this bar that we were at the night before, they also do brunch. So I waited until like 10 o'clock when they were open for breakfast. And I go and luckily they have my ID and they have my phone by some Miracle! Mm-hmm. I don't like that. Never works out for people when you go out and you lose personal items. It's yeah. like rare that you ever get them back. So mm-hmm. I'm like, oh my god, how did this happen? um But a few hours later, I get a text from the dude that sent me home, and he was like, "So do you know why there's a hundred and fifty dollar cleaning <gasps> fee threw on up. my bill?" And oh my I, god. I was like, I must have puked in the Uber. <laughs> <laughs> um, safe to say, we never went out after that. Okay. Um, and then the last one I'd say, which it was embarrassing. Don't get me wrong. But also I ended up with the guy we're still <laughs> so together today. But um, it was probably about a month into dating mm-hmm. my current partner when he sent me a meme on Instagram, which was like, uh, when your girlfriend does this. I forget what it was. But yeah. he sent it to me. And then he was like, you and i thought oh my god is he calling me his girlfriend <laughs> he I, he must right? yeah um and so the next time we saw each other we were saying our goodbyes and i was like so i, I saw that little meme he sent me the other day and i'm just wondering am i your girlfriend and i thought i was being really cute mm-hmm. and like like playful and playful uh, and bashful <laughs> But he he was actually like, um, let's talk. <laughs> <laughs> and basically he was like, yeah, I'm I'm not really like ready for that yet. Like it's only a month in. Mm-hmm. And, you know, sharing his feelings with me and whatnot. But it ended up. It you guys ended up, are together. It ended up yeah. yeah, it ended up being fine. We dated for like a few months before we actually got super serious. But yeah, I mean, I think at that time, I was so used to jumping from relationship to relationship mm-hmm. that that was, re- like, pretty much normal for me. To, yeah. Like, to Can't slam. relate, but. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it, it wasn't abnormal for me to slam into the next thing. Yeah. Even a month in, right? So, um, basic, basically, yeah, he, he let me know how it was, like, <laughs> how adults date. <laughs>
1: yeah. Um I have – I think it's normal for us to creep sometimes on the guy Um, and I – there's this one guy that I went out with and I looked at his Instagram a couple of times prior and you know you do do the whole like screenshot, send it to friends like, oh, look how cute he is. Um, But I reference stuff on our First date that I shouldn't know. <laughs> I was just like, oh my gosh. And then I saw that you hiked or whatever. Or yeah, I think it was something about hiking. I re- referenced in the fact that I was um trying to do a marathon and I referenced like, oh, I saw um, how was the marathon that you did on blah blah blah? And he's like, Oh, um, and I'm like, Oh fuck, he did not tell me any of this. <laughs> so just like be you careful. found this
0: deep in the archives. Yeah, like, like
1: scrolls really hard, like, oh my
0: gosh, I saw
1: um, You had to go
0: back like years.
1: Yeah his uh, i I saw your frosted tips that you had in high school Uh, but yeah so be careful creeping (laughs) tread lightly
0: (laughs) so now that we have about what like eight eight to ten years of dating experience Mm -hmm. under our belts i feel like we want to discuss the dating mistakes And what we've learned along the way. And what we're still learning. What we're still learning. It's a process. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So number one, I would say putting men on a pedestal. Oh, for sure. I feel
1: that if they have all the qualities that I want or think I want, then I notice that I devalue my self-worth. And I think, again, like I said before, I'm the most fun on a first date. Mm -hmm. But when I start to question myself is when I start to like them more. And I think I start losing who I am. Mm -hmm. Um, And so when I start liking someone, it's when I start closing off. Mm -hmm. And then I keep thinking, like, this person can get someone so much better than me. And that's when I kind of just give it up on the relationship. Mm. So So you
0: make it kind of like more about their needs than
1: about – Yeah. And I hate being that girl, but I think I try to morph into what they want Mm -hmm. or like highlight the stuff that I can provide. And then again, going back to like I tried to channel like that chill girl thing, Mm -hmm. like, oh yeah, I'm totally cool with that. I'm – yeah, sports or I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) But I – I want to stop doing that. And I think Mm -hmm. that's why if I need to take a step back and, again, I've been so on and off in the dating world, then that's what I have to do. Mm -hmm. So,
0: yeah. Yeah. I I just feel, too, like when we put men on this pedestal, like – And it just to say, like, this happens in the other direction as well. Like, it's not just in these hetero relationships. Mm -hmm. Like, females don't just do this with men, right? Yeah. But we tend to inflate their ego to the extent that it almost occurs to them, if you're willing to do all of this for them and make them feel that special, even when they might have some like glaring character flaws, they might entertain the idea of like, maybe I can do better. And then they might feel safe exploring other options and think, well, if these other options don't pan out, I can always come back to you. Like I have you to fall back on. Yeah. Which I never want any women, especially ourselves to (laughs) be that second option. Yeah. I never want men to, to like approach us in that way. Right. Mm -hmm. And also I feel like that kind of just perpetuates this idea that men are superior like I want to disrupt the patriarchy (laughs) (laughs) um and then also I I just can't help but feel like when you exaggerate how special someone is it's because deep down you want them to kind of like give you that same effort back Mm -hmm. um when you should you should know what qualities you bring to the table and you shouldn't be use, confident. You should be confident in that. Yes. And yes. you shouldn't use someone else as like your springboard or you shouldn't need them to validate what you know is already within you. Mm-hmm. So with that being said, put yourself on that pedestal, girl. <laughs> Another mistake I feel like I've made is feeling like I've needed to date. You know, mm-hmm. like that was what was expected of me. Um, Even, even when it came to like hanging out with friends, like that was one of the conversations that would come up like as a single person. I feel like one of the go-tos was how's your dating life? (laughs)
1: You're so cute. Why are you single? Like, how are you single? And it's like, I can tell you why.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I am trouble. I know. Um, yeah I just feel like society kind of um expects that you're not complete on your own and so I don't know when when you're not dating or Mm -hmm. I feel like you're you're trying to avoid the apps and whatnot it's almost like something's wrong with you yeah
1: and I (laughs) think if this is the time i I can honestly, say, I've been single for a very long time. Like mm-hmm. I'm more single than with someone. <laughs> and I do have to say, I noted earlier how I really, in- I-, I enjoy going to comedy shows and concerts and music venues and all of that. And I think I tried to force myself to go on these dates just so I had a partner to go to these things too. Mm-hmm. And I do have to say that that is just very unhealthy. Mm-hmm. Um, You don't need anyone to do these fun things. I can say that I've gone to concert movies, stand-up shows all by myself, and it's been marvelous. Like there's a lot of elbow room. You don't need to worry about how you look when you laugh like a hyena. I feel like a date should be with someone or you should date someone that complements your life. Mm -hmm. Um, I wouldn't want to date someone to just fill this missing piece in this metaphoric puzzle because this you complete already. (laughs) The pieces are there. I just think you need to like take time to see this whole beautiful picture. And I know this is really cheesy, but it's needed because I think that pressure to just be with someone. Yes, that's great, but just be ready for it. And just to chime in again, um, if you do want to listen to a really great stand up special, Daniel Sloss has this special called Jigsaw. It's on Netflix. And he goes about that. Like he talks about how you don't need to be with someone or force someone mm-hmm. into your puzzle. Mm-hmm. Like just d- stop forcing it mm-hmm. and it'll just happen. Mm-hmm. So, yeah,
0: I agree. I think that. All I I feel like it's actually pretty unhealthy if you're not feeling whole and complete on your own mm-hmm. to like bring someone into that because if you can't fulfill your own needs how can you possibly expect to fulfill someone else yeah or to like complement them in a way and you're just opening productive. yourself
1: up mm-hmm. to not good people mm-hmm. um yeah
0: yeah I f- I I believe that I th- I feel like the energy that you project in the world is what you tend to get back. Exactly. So if you if you put out there that you are like a healthy person who is complete on their own and you just want someone to like share in life's experiences, I feel like you're going to attract someone who is of a like mindset, right? Mm-hmm. Um, whereas if, you know, just speaking from – first-hand experience if you're in a position where you feel unhealthy or like mentally unstable <laughs> yeah um or like you know you lack self-esteem or you have uh traumas that you haven't fully dealt with and you're dating people i feel like you're going to attract those same types of unhealthy people mm-hmm. you know um I feel like another mistake that I made was putting too much pressure on a situation. Like I, I would ask, ask myself like, Oh my God, is he the one, is he going to be my husband? Mm -hmm. And I just want to look back at that moment and yell at myself. Like, (laughs) shut up. Yeah. You're 21. You aren't even the person you want to be at this point. Like how can you expect someone else to to be their fully developed self, to, like, be ready for something of that magnitude. Yeah. You know? Um, And then – oh, my God. I, f- I feel like we've all been here, but I just look back and and kind of cringe at some of my past relationships because I did not put my foot down even when I was faced with blinding red flags. Oh, yeah. And I do sure, – I, sure. I don't know – I don't know why it was a more attractive alternative to me to stay in something. Well, because you're comfortable. Yeah. Yeah. I, ultimately, I think, like, it's my comfort, comfort outweighed – My comfort of the situation that was shitty um, but that I was familiar with outweighed – Everything the, else. It, it, yeah. Outweighed the discomfort mm-hmm. of, like, just being alone. <laughs> yeah. Um, Which I'm not saying is right, but <laughs> – like after evaluating some things, I'm, I'm pretty sure like, I mean, I didn't really think in that moment. I, I think I was pretty much just young and dumb and making poor decisions, the types of decisions that I reflect back on now and I look at as learning opportunities. I feel like another mistake we easily make is lacking accountability. So sometimes there's this perception like, why do I always end up with these types of men? But we have to remember that we are the only constant in every experience in our life. And at some point, we have to recognize the ways in which we perpetuate toxic patterns and then break the damn cycle. Yeah. No, I agree. mm mm-hmm. um, Another lesson I had to learn is that a relationship will not teach you – to love yourself. What? Like, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> what? Did I just shatter your world? <laughs> um. No, I mean, I, I get it because I've been there. I mean, mm-hmm. <laughs> let me just let you in on a little secret, you guys. The only way to love yourself and then be open to a healthy relationship is to actually love yourself. <laughs> Like we need to stop trying to convince ourselves that the only way we can love ourselves is if someone else does it first. Mm-hmm. And only then is it allowed or are we validated. Um and I feel like this is why dating is so difficult because there's this fear especially, you know, as we're getting to know people that We might have to suppress who we really are in order to avoid scaring someone off, but you have to know that that defeats the entire purpose because you will not scare away the right one. (laughs) And we are meant to feel most ourselves around another person and share that experience together. Yes. And then I would also just say that you don't owe anybody shit. <laughs> like I, I would say that that's my number one yeah, piece and, of advice. And
1: we can also talk about a recent situation. Um, Sarah, obviously, like she's taking the mic more on this because I feel like she knows a lot more than me, honestly. But I recently went on this FaceTime date um, with this guy and I… I felt so i and I knew it wasn't going anywhere and I just mm-hmm. like felt so obligated to go on another one because maybe it'll change or whatever and Sarah was just like no <laughs> you don't owe him that mm-hmm. you barely know him it's okay even though he's I don't care if he's nice just be straight up and just let him go yeah so. He- <laughs> Okay, there's more to the story. I
0: gotta say, sorry. I wa- I want to say it because I it relates to our last episode. Uh-huh. Basically, Kathy <laughs> knew he wasn't he wasn't gonna be the one when uh, she discovered his love of Disney. I know he he's not gonna listen to
1: this, but okay, <laughs> this even is- if he is Kathy, you don't owe anybody shit. <laughs> okay, so. I I matched with this guy and I honestly just breezed through the apps at this point and I didn't scroll to see that on Hinge it connects to your Instagram. So prior to me talking to him, I looked just so I could know his name and I saw that he took a road trip with a bunch of friends to the high school musical set. And Ooh. I'm like, okay. And then I scrolled a little more and he had a bunch of like, stuffed like animals and uh, like 90% of his Instagram was dedicated to Disney and I was like fuck man I mean like maybe and the first hour so I FaceTimed with Sky for two hours the first hour was fine and it's like he grabbed his next drink and 180 just Disney mania Okay, I'll be
0: fast, but it's like it's like when he gets drunk, he just starts like words. He turns into like
1: like, Fantasmic or whatever that's called. Disney
0: spokesperson. Yeah. So I
1: I knew it was coming up because he was like, "Oh, what are your thoughts on Disney?" And I was like, "I'm not a big fan," and and I was like, "Okay, I honestly, don't really like it at all." He takes his hand out of the my like the frame frame, of the FaceTime, Mm -hmm. pulls in this Mickey Mouse, and says how can you hate this uh, and is I was he like,
0: is he legitimately doing the mickey voice of yeah something? he was like, like how can you hate this and i'm just like well you're making
1: it obvious why i hate this um so that just solidified my my hatred of disney like even more um uh, but yeah so i just felt he was really really sweet though so yeah. i felt so bad like he made an uh, attempt to do like a second date, and I was like, you know what? Maybe. I mean, the first hour was fine. Uh, <laughs> but that's the
0: thing. Again, let's reiterate. I know you don't owe anybody shit. Don't try to justify in your mind why they are deserving of your time. It doesn't matter that they're a nice person. If you know that it's not a right fit, why are you? You know, in why it. are you devoting energy to something? You know, because because yeah. you're ultimately, it's not just your time that you're wasting. It's their time that, that's true that you're wasting too. And I mean. I'm, I'm coming from the perspective, I've done this too. You know, I've said yes to things that I didn't want to do. And it was basically for the sake of appearing consistent or not wanting to seem flaky mm-hmm. And really just caring too much about the opinion of a complete stranger. Okay, that's a nice way to put it. And I don't <laughs> know. I, I don't know why we do because it's it's like a human phenomenon. Yeah. Like it's not just isolated to like. And we're discounting the
1: fact that think about how many people are out there. So mm-hmm. me thinking like, oh no, I don't want to hurt this guy's feelings. Well, you know what? There's another
0: Disney girl out <gasps> there that he can be perfectly fine there with. Was, there is someone out there who's like Dressed up as a uh, mini for Halloween mm-hmm. and is just dying to buy, like, to find a, her counterpart. A, yeah, she's just <laughs> dying to buy, like, joint annual passes mm-hmm. and, like, dedicate every weekend. Like, there is someone out there for, for him. him. And I wish him the best. And I hope he finds
1: it. Yeah. So, we do want to touch on the Me Too movement and how it has affected dating. Uh, there's a great documentary on Hulu called The Reckoning. And in it, they do discuss how guys are a lot more cautious now. Like they say things like, oh, can I say that? I hope I can say that. And then uh, they emphasize like, let them be afraid for a little while until things balance out. And that speaks volumes. I feel that when I go out on first dates, automatically I'm sharing my location to my friends. And I do feel like the fears are different for both sides. So guys – First date fear is that they're getting catfished by a girl that doesn't look like their profile Mm -hmm. versus a girl we fear getting murdered Mm -hmm. so that's like my thoughts and I think whatever happens this movement is so important to finally hear the voices of
0: the people that have been
1: silenced yeah um
0: yeah and I I feel like this isn't a unique perspective for women I feel like Any female listening right now can relate to what we're saying in some way or another. We've had to live with fear our whole lives. (laughs) Um, And it could be something as simple as like I need to do laundry and my laundry room is 10 feet away from my house. But I like know that I need to lock my door and like look over my shoulder and I can't be caught off guard or else – the moment I drop my guard is when they're like waiting. you know. Yeah. Like like we just have that fear. And it might seem irrational. um, But I know you guys can relate at the same time because the moment we let our guard down is usually when something happens. Mm -hmm. Um, And I I feel like it's not, it's not paranoia to admit that if I'm in a parking lot by myself Mm -hmm. at night, I like hold my key in a certain way as I'm walking. Yeah, um, ready to stab if, the, if, if the, anything if comes. If to the th- moment presents itself. Oh, yeah. all the time. You know, uh, carrying pepper spray on us. Mm-hmm. Um, like you said, sharing our location, especially back when I was dating, I would share the dating profile of oh, the person yeah. I was going out with that night. Like I needed my friends to know exactly who I was with. Um, and I doubt. I doubt men have that same experience or even if they do, I don't know.
1: Yeah, I don't know. If they
0: do, it's not to the same extent for sure.
1: (laughs) Yeah, no. Um, And then also just going back on like the apps, I – again, I took a pretty long break before getting back on and I don't know if it's the platforms that I'm on, but I feel like the initial first messages for me have been a lot better Um, and a lot more PC than they were back then. Mm -hmm. I posted some on our Instagram if you wanted to see, but I think back then getting like a explicit message or getting like – or finally moving over to texting and getting a dick pic was such a common thing that you would just expect it. Mm -hmm. Um, So now I'd rather have this. I'd rather have that cautious like am i am i is this okay and also if you think that you're not if you constantly are thinking like oh my gosh is this okay like oh my i think I'm, i can't do this blah, blah blah maybe you should rethink your dating strategy because if you are super scared now in the dating world because of this movement
0: maybe you were a part of it. Yeah
1: maybe situation. you were a part of the problem maybe you're not just be self aware i think it's common sense sometimes No means no, motherfuckers. (laughs) (laughs) Seriously. So all in all, there is something for everyone in the dating world. If you want to just hook up, find someone that just wants to do that with you. If you're on it with the intentions to be in a relationship, just say it. Just be open with what you want.
0: Agreed. And I do want to just share a tiny little hooray moment. We reached a hundred followers on Instagram today. Hey y'all. It might not seem like a lot, but honestly, I feel like we can both say that that exceeded our expectations for this. I We honestly thought
1: 10 people would watch this Yeah. or listen to
0: this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> God forbid. I know. You
1: do not want to see us uh, right I'm now.
0: Coming, I'm coming over here in like slippers and I every single night. Um. But anyway, I just want to say thank you guys so much for the support and just the outpouring of love. And we just love you so much.
1: Love you. Love you. Till next time. Bye. Bye.